Yep, it's a Stewardly Small Podcast, Monday morning, 25th of January 2016. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stuart Farrell. How are you? Excellent, how are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. Very excited. We're a big day tomorrow here in Australia. Why are you excited? I'm not, actually. We were talking earlier about how much tomorrow means nothing to us, but uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow, perhaps. Mm, it's a... It's more and more like the complete... Do- it's, it's, it's the most divisive thing, isn't it? More and more it's being questioned, but are we going to save this conversation okay. tomorrow? Because tomorrow's we'll a public holiday it. and we're going to need something to talk about. <laughs> don't you think? Really? Well, don't well mean that. Uh, you know what? We've been doing this podcast a long time and we have sat here... Hang on, is that what it's become now? A long time? I reckon. That's Over a year? Every day? Well... Take it easy. We had a few Fridays off at the start of the oh, year. But really, mm. let's be serious. It's been it's been a while. It's been enough time. Are you calling it a slog? For me to know. It's just, <laughs> I'm just about to announce. I quit. It's the end. It's my <laughs> final one today. I, I told you I'd never cry on air, but I will. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the point is uh, there have been times where we've gone – uh, we've we remember when we were both sick. We're both working our guts out, so we had actually not been outside and not seen any mm. other humans, not done anything. And we thought, what are we going to talk? I've got nothing to talk about. I have no life. I am just a miserable like and what happened? shell of my former self. We still talk, and the microphone go on, and we would talk. Mm. So I do not think that a public holiday is going to rob us of speech, Stuart Farrell. Well, I'm quietly confident. Let's anyway. get all political tomorrow, anyway. Okay, not political, but analytical. Oh, wow. You promise? It sounds like <laughs> four corners or something. <laughs> well, strap on your uh, smart boots tomorrow because uh, we're going to really fire you up. This because is... if you're going to a, on a stray day barbecue, mm. uh, you know, you might want to uh, take some of our factoids with you if oh. you want to seem like the smart guy God. or person at the barbecue. Really? I'm sorry, I said guy. You I'm know what? Are you sorry I deferred you said... straight to the male. <laughs> yeah, you did too. You know why? Because I'm a male. No, I don't think that's the only reason. It is. I think it's because society defects to the guy. Didn't didn't you have a go at me Thursday or Friday about this? And Mm -hmm. we're going straight back to it Monday morning. It's a sunny Monday with a bit of rain. You went to it. I'm just saying. I'm allowed to go wherever I want. You know why? Because you're a white guy. Continue. Well, male. Uh, Continue. Well, I don't know what to say. Now, where are you going? I thought you were headed somewhere. What are you setting me up for? (laughs) (laughs) We're a bit rusty this morning. My apologies. Okay, go. Entertain. Tell us that really, 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 really <laughs> funny joke. I'm Thanks so for sorry. that. I thought, I thought you knew. Now, listen, mm. I did have something to tell you and I cannot remember what it was. How about speaking to you? Um, sorry, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was to do with, oh, yeah. Went uh, to the doctor. Supermarket guess the what other he day. told me. No, no. Guess what he told me. No, went to. Said, Boy, you better have fun. Oh, my God. No matter what you do. Really? He's a fool. Sorry. Went to oh, it's a girl. You better see. I went straight to males again. Went to a went to a sale. Uh-oh. Went to the sales. The sales before they finished. Oh, they finished yet? They was it was they were promising it was the final day with your frugal mother. But I'm sure it's the no. I didn't go with my frugal mother. Why is my mother frugal? Because oh yeah, you buy your she, Christmas presents when they're on special. No, she doesn't. It's like buying the meat for a barbecue it, when it's green. She proposed it one year, mm-hmm. and um, she was shut down. She was shut down, which I feel. A little guilty for retrospectively. Because well, your mum is frugal. Well, because what is wrong with that? When you break it down, apart from... Do we have to break into the TA uh, handbook? Do the tight-ass handbook. Mm. Well, listen, I know you're anti-tight-ass, but mm. the, as we have discussed before, it is a fine line. And if you are, as my mother is, the most ethical person that humanity has ever known, then 
you... It's quite a wrap to give your mother. <laughs> well, I'm just, I do have Sorry to all the uh, other people trying their best, but you're never <laughs> going to be as good as Lauren's mum. No, I, I just, I'm exaggerating. But, you know, really? imagine somebody who is, who thinks through the, the ethical and political and social ramifications of every single, like it must be, it must be impossible Shopping to be with heard. your mother must be hell. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. You're going down the shop for some milk and it's taken through. No, no, it's a total nightmare. Mm. Everything, it, she, she is just a, she, uh, she's an overthinker, mm. um, but she's a, a cracker, right? She's a, she's great. She's a she's great. She's an OTC. She's a great person to have on your team, right? right? But. What she does is she goes through and she and she analyzes it. So what she's saying in mm-hmm. doing that is she's saying, "We, why would you, if you are not Christian and you do not celebrate, you know, Christmas for the Jesus mm. reasons, you're really only having a holiday. Why would you not do that? Have you know, use say the the Australia Day weekend and have your Christmas there." And have your presents there after you've bought them in the sale because a you're not buying you know you're not buying into the corporate like Christmas crap. B you probably I don't know like she she's also she's a she's anti waste she's all that stuff. So she anti fun by any chance? <laughs> she has been accused of that on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> so that was what we all said to her. We right. said, "Shut up, mum! It's Christmas. We're oh, doing yeah. it." <laughs> Wasn't that a great song? <laughs> shut up, mum, it's Christmas and we want you to shut your pie hole. <laughs> We're having fun, so sit in the corner. Now. Having said she's the most ethical person ever mm. and she shut, shut down. Shut up, mum, it's Christmas by the Clarks. <laughs> Available now on iTunes. Anyway, mm. I'm just saying I, I don't – I think we dismiss things like that so easily because they are different and mm. they're not what we're used to and because – this, like, No, the, it, it comes back to the tight-ass thing. But it, but it's also it's the same thing we've talked about. If your mum if your mum was making that decision mm. on any other reason but price, I go fair enough. But there's a price element oh, also, in the buying of the. It's present. also stress. It's also like oh quick everybody's got it and we've got to be here. And but we've that's why you've got to buy presents in July for December. The smart well, no, 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 no the organised people buy early in the but year. But it's not about presents either. It's about like you know we've got to be in Balnarring by four pm to get to you know the in laws and then we've got to go here and the and she's like no 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 chill out. Mm. Let's do it. December the uh, sorry, January the twenty, whatever the the weekend is, because because this weekend, like there are a lot of people who are going to be pretendy working today. You uh, pretendy. Well, it's notorious. This is like the cup uh, weekend yeah. of yeah, because next year's going to be Wednesday. Day. So, it, but you know, yeah. when it's not a Tuesday, we're Australian. We take the Monday. We do, right? <laughs> Whether we by legitimate can. means or otherwise, yeah, we're going to do it. And you know what? What is wrong with that? Nothing. You, know, you keep hearing Nothing. the business lobby talking about no, how much it's going to cost the economy. Those people oh, are awful. Oh, oh, you're talking about uh, Vecchi? Yeah. As for a starting point, the Victorian Economic them? Chamber of Commerce and Industry? No, I wasn't talking about them. I was talking about the – oh, the, the, so, the there's bi- another what's one. the business lobby? Yeah, there's the, a business uh, one. And every Satan, time was they, it called Satan's <laughs> Club? Every time they do. Every time they stand up, I well, think – it's going to cost money. You could not be mm. more evil. Like yeah. I imagine you at home – Pulling the fingernails off, charging your puppy kids dogs for dinner. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you just are the worst people that ever lived, um, because business. In, yeah, the business lobby. Heck, to to monetize, mm. uh, to to put a, a monetary value mm. on being able to spend maybe that one extra day with your family or one extra day sleeping, for yeah. instance. Yeah, you know, because this is the, bear in mind this is the same group of people that uh, lobby 
for no pay rises. Yeah. They lobby for no penalty rates. Yeah. They lobby for no holidays and lobby uh, for Saturdays and Sundays to be considered a weekday or yeah. a normal working day while they're at home eating their. Um, well, what, what, what do rich people eat? I don't even know. Caviar. Oh, of course. And truffles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And drinking champagne. Yeah. yeah. But these people, they lobby against the average Joe. Yeah. Just having a crack. No. But then and when they want a crack, they put a monetary value and on And they've it. always got a line that, that, that I hear, and you hear it in the morning on the morning news Uh-oh. broadcast, and then you hear it in the lunchtime thing, and, they, and they're all speaking to different, in different interviews, but they're mm. using the same line, and it always involves they make you picture a person who is struggling, who they're defending. So it's always oh. like, oh, there's a, you know, we're, we're talking about how are these people supposed to survive if they, and they're, and they're creating, and, and. The best one is the kids too. If, if we pay, look, <laughs> if we don't pay penalty rates to these yeah. young people that are working Saturday nights between uh, 8 and 2 a.m., if we don't pay the penalty rates, that creates the opportunity to employ someone else as well. So it's creating more jobs <laughs> because we're not paying the one person so much money. Horrible. We're going to give. To, you know, the same amount of money to two different people yeah. so they have a job. Yeah. So essentially what you're doing is creating a working poor or you're creating yeah. no reason to actually work. Yeah. And then they complain that children sell drugs. Yeah. Have you ever read um, Barbara Enreich? Or Enri- uh, Enreich? Okay. Just examine your own question. Okay, sorry. I actually thought you might have because well, I, you, you I, would I'd find love it to interesting. i be a reader. I, I'm on record of saying that. I have try. You, have, you st- have you tried Audible yet? Uh, I'm a listener, but I haven't tried Audible, no. Oh, you got to listen. you got to li- Okay, so this Nickel and Dime famous book, everyone's heard of it in the world. You've surely heard of it, no? No. Right. And she went undercover as the working poor, uh, as a poor, single, white woman. Went undercover? All you have to do is just apply for no, a normal job out of the paper. No, like, no, she went hardcore, like, for months and months and months and tried she to survive. a lot of people's reality. Yeah, exactly. Right. But she completely, she didn't. She didn't, um, you know, go home and have a burger and stuff. She did the whole she thing. She tried to exist on a, a, what that people are trying to uh, claim is a, a living wage. Absolutely. Right. And, she, and the hypocrisy that she turned up mm. and she just slayed them. It's brilliant. Mm. I mean, it's, it's a Can game changer. Can you put a link to that? Because I might actually look at that link. Yeah. Can uh, I get that on Audible? Surely. Mm. Um, you'll get it somewhere. Anyway, I saw somebody describe, I think it's Zach Galifianakis or whatever his name is, that Comedian, yeah, um, between two bushes. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty f- between two ferns. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other movie I was watching. <laughs> uh, anyway, he, I think, has mm. a new comedy out, and it's one of these like comedies run by, uh, you know, he- spearheaded by comedian. <laughs> <laughs> you are an idiot. Um, I'm an accidental idiot. You, that, that, you are, but it, you're a glorious uh, idiot. It's my favourite kind. Uh, that was a Hitchcock movie. God, we have gone everywhere today. We haven't idiot. stayed on one topic. It doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I was reading uh, uh, analysis of his new comedy that's coming out. Zach I'm pretty sure he. It's him. It, if it's not him, it's somebody very. It's like Seth Thingo, or you know, somebody very close to him. In someone my head. fat with a beard. Who's a comedian and kind of a... So who we got? Seth Rogen, mm. Zach Galifianakis. Mm. Probably that's it. Seth Rogen. It's one, it's one of those two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but they get enough work. Between the two of them, they get more work than... Well, they've got the... mates that make movies. It's like uh, Kevin James, the king of queens. Yeah. He, he's best mates with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Adam Sandler puts out uh, five garbage movies a year yeah. and employs all his mates. Yeah. 
and who couldn't get a job anywhere else, really. No, couldn't but, have it. No, but yeah. and they, they get five million a film. Hey, well, well, I don't care. I'm smoking cigars and playing poker and I earn 20 million a year. Yeah. Who cares if people are paying on my movies? No, totally. I would be in a Z-grade movie for $5 million. <laughs> Z-grade? I'd be Z minus. I don't give a. I couldn't I just, care I'm if it was the worst. I'm your use of Z as somebody who doesn't like American. I know, and you know what? I'm constantly pulled up for not saying Z, but yeah. uh, Z Z Z. It's just the way it is for me. No. Yeah. Well, there's your poetry for the week. Well, anyway, strange you say that. Uh, Stuart, so uh, what was I doing? Oh, yeah, no, I heard somebody describe, I read somebody describing his new comedy that's coming out, whichever one of them it is, mm. um, as as part of this kind of, tra- not tradition, this uh, trend at the moment of people like, you know, Lena Dunham and Aziz Ansari and Louie and people um, putting who are comedians putting out uh, comedies in inverted commas, but they're not, they're more... It's inverted commas because they're not funny? Well, yeah, because the f- it's not like it's, it's not like modern family where it's meant to be like gag, 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 gag. Mm. It's more like, yeah, a commentary thing. It's like it's um, and it's, some of them are a little bit dark, and it's a bit like that thing we were talking about last week, where the more you know comedy, the more the darkness comes to the fore, and the more the jokes feel a bit like you know mm. easy gags, and mm-hmm. the other stuff is actually what comedy is about. The kind of slaying. Uh, the ideas and all that stuff. Anyway, so they were describing this as this new um, thing that's been happening where comedians have been running these shows. And this one I think is produced by Louis C.K. Anyway, and they described it as Barbara Enreich, the person who wrote Nickel and Dime. Mm -hmm. It's probably Enreich or something. But anyway, in my head it's Enreich. Um, uh, It it described it as her, uh, her book... But done as a kind of light comedy, <laughs> so okay. it's so it's got this depth to it. About anyway, I just thought it was interesting that they used that book as um, to describe what it's doing because I think it's that book was a little bit like The Wire. You know how The Wire everybody describes The Wire as like um, a show which was teaching us a lesson about society and mm. really kind of skewering the kind of um what's the word class system in america whatever it was like that end of lecture i've now mentioned 57 things we haven't actually had a conversation but there you go well yes but at at the same time lauren it's funny that these things are getting mentioned more and more and they're becoming more into the main as we mentioned at the top of the show and we'll Mm. talk about more tomorrow australia day and and with its place in society or it's at least people are questioning it same with uh working conditions and like it gets questioned Mm. And people are aware they're getting screwed. Yeah. But nothing changes because yeah. the people pulling the purse strings yeah. are the people that report in the main. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's that whole thing. Who owns the means of production? Who owns it? Nah, yeah. nah, 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 and we're all gone. Yeah. No, totally. Um, I. It's interesting because... Uh, Happy holiday, everybody. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hope you're having a nice long weekend. <laughs> uh, well, look, and there's also... When you think about the fact that there are, I don't know, organisations like, um, you know, Asylum Seekers Resource Centre, just to pick Mm. one, but places like that where there are people doing, like I've got a few mates who, particularly lawyers, trained people who've got real skills, um, who who donate their time to do actual... As they should. Yes, exactly, as they should, to do good 
stuff. Is everyone sort of should. If you don't have a law degree, it doesn't mean you can't go and, uh, you know, fold T-shirts for an afternoon, once a month. Totally. You know? Um, And it makes me realise that that, that things like that, and I think – like it's always hard. Like mm. my my mates who do it, they go, they go, oh god, I've got that thing tonight, and I've just, you know, they've just spent the day mm. doing all the brain stuff that they do, and they've got families or they've got lives or they've got you know things that they got to be going on to, and they're totally knackered. And it's Thursday, and it's winter, and whatever, and then they go and they do this thing, and there's and sometimes it's the most thankless, horrible thing ever, and they come away feeling like they're not helping society's broken, <laughs> you mm. know, people are miserable, whatever. Um, but it's it's just interesting how the divisions, so between people who think Australia Day is, uh, you know, as Woolworths was saying, I think, about uh, families and stuff. Just last year? When no, it wasn't, wasn't the... Woolworths, Woolworth, sorry. It was, oh, I no, saw it was um, Pilger wrote an article in New Matilda like last week or something about how uh, the Murdoch press is publicising Australia Shall I Day. Shall talk about this tomorrow? Yeah, okay. But I'm just saying, it's publicising Australia Day as a – well, we got here, didn't we? It's publishing well, Australia fact, Day it was, it was New Matilda, so our media thing. partner that we never talk about. Yeah, that's true. What that's happened true. to that? Yeah, well, that's right. i got to get in contact with them again. <laughs> They're a bit busy. Anyway, um, so – the reason I say that is, oh, yeah, because what that means is that there's this division setting up, being set up more and more. So forget about Australia Day if you want to talk about that tomorrow, but there's that division. Mm. There is the class division. There's the union v. non-union division. There are all these things that are becoming that we're becoming more and more polarised about and we live in our bubbles. And so, so there's something to be said for not always spending time in your bubble. There's also something to be said for living in a bubble. Imagine if you're in a bubble. Like I often think, you know, the genie from I Dream of Genie, <laughs> right? Barbara money. Eden. Yeah. Imagine if you lived in a beautiful bottle Bet that you was... you loved that show. Well, I must say that I thought the genie was pretty, pretty cute. cute. <laughs> As a young teenager coming home from school. I thought it was... Was it pretty funny or not? Yeah, well, it depends on which... Um, which Dar- Was it Darren? Oh, no, I'm getting my shows mixed up. It was a very funny show. You know why? Because uh, the guy who worked at NASA, not the main guy, um, Master, whatever his name yeah, was, yeah, yeah. but uh, General Major Healy, who was Ma- Master's uh, buddy, the sort of swinging oh, uh, yeah. funny guy. Yeah. Man, there was some funny stuff went down with I Dream of Jenny. But also, <laughs> what was the other one with the witch? Oh, yeah, the witch. The witch What's one. The witch? What was witchy with Darren? I, oh. Oh, not I Dream of Jenny. We were talking about um, Bewitched. Bewitched. Right? And so there was a there was a good Darren and a bad Darren IMO, but right, uh, very 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 funny show Bewitched. I thought so because of the side characters. I can't characters. believe I agree with you about that. There was uh, there was an uncle that played by what's his name. There was a thingamajig that done the water. This is so good for people who've never heard of it. Hey, hang on, if there's anyone <laughs> listening to this podcast that's never heard of Bewitched, Roger and Jeannie, Stuart, turn off slash anybody under the age of thirty five. No, that's incorrect as well. They are what? such iconic programs. No, no anyway, way. That's what Jenny that old was people hot. always think. And Jenny was annoying and was not the best. Major Healy hmm. was the great uh, character in that show. I don't remember it in enough detail, but I do remember Larry Hagman one of was Jenny's uh, uh, housemate. I can't you know this stuff. You really are. But what was his name in the show? I can't remember. Mm. Major Nelson. Major Nelson. Yeah. Um, 
Stuart. That was all done uh, sans googler. Sans googler, yeah. as they say in yes. French. Hey, P.S. Oh, no, that's all right. Um, Why would you call me P.S. for? Oh, well, I was going to say P.S. Is that I, Papa Stew? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, call me Papa Stew. Papa Stew. You want me to call you Papa Stew? <laughs> I don't know. It'll it makes really, me sound like I a, was going to say a, it'll really add to the maker. <laughs> it'll really add to the you're a hundred and I'm not oh. image. Here comes Papa Stew. Pull up at you. How are you going, Papa Stew? Molto bene. <laughs> that would be nice if you just constantly made me like meatballs and spaghetti and stuff. You know what? If anyone constantly made anybody meatballs and oh. spaghetti constantly, I oh. would marry them. Oh, for no question. Without a doubt. Note to partner who might be listening to this podcast. <laughs> Surely she knows that. Well, look, now. there's that old saying, happy wife, happy life, right? You can look sideways and think that's a, 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 a terrible thing to say. I think it's a great way to live your life. Happy wife, happy life. But what about, right? Look at you. You know, you're down there. <laughs> I am not speaking because you. Don't you think that's? But don't you think that's you know, a beautiful way to live your life? If you want to make your partner say, "I'm I'm married to a woman," which I am, right? You know, and that I make no apologies for that. <laughs> what? <laughs> but. And if I want to make, if I got married, that person is now okay. legally known as my wife. And if I want to make my wife happy constantly, and that makes my life happy, how is that? How is that? Because in any that way, is no, you know that is not how that is used. Well, it is it's my like, con- no, it is my It's like thing. oh, I roll, happy wife, happy life. Just buy the blender. You know, like honestly, just <laughs> buy the blender. You know, I in fact gave my wife a five hundred dollar blender yesterday. Did and you? It's like, where am I going to keep this? So the blenders don't make uh, the modern wife happy, <laughs> FYI. I love that you <laughs> love that you're 19, So I tried the iron, your, didn't your, work. I was going to say your 1950s approach to making your wife happy is a little bit... P.S. I didn't go out and <laughs> Did buy... Did you get one of those aprons? Well, <laughs> no, it wasn't Saturday night. Now, but at the same time, the blender oh was a hangover gosh. from the worker's kitchen. So it was second hand. Oh. oh, how come I didn't get the blender? Oh, do you need one? Yeah. I've got one. Yeah, I've got one if you're interested. <laughs> um, Stuart. You what? Why? Yeah. Happy wife. You know that phrase? Happy mm. wife, happy life. Yeah. I heard that for the first time in the last six months. I'd never heard that before. And it's a beautiful phrase. And I have heard it since then a thousand million it's times. It's like binary or elephant in the room. It's whatever is the, the saying of the day. Yeah. Well, if it's used it, in the right context. Is it suddenly making a comeback or is it just that I'm having never No, you're never aware been. of it. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as you become aware, then mm. it becomes everywhere. But yeah. I, I just see no problem with that phrase. No, but you, of course but you But anyway, don't. the reason I brought it... Oh, my God. Excuse <sighs> me. If I think... You need to be reprogrammed. That's what needs to happen to you. Well, I've got a barcode right here. Now, <laughs> yes. But my point was, mm. we need a new one. Please. Instead of happy wife, happy life. <laughs> what was your point? Yeah. Well, there was a point <laughs> at the top of this. Before we go into what's in my phone. Yes. And it needs to rhyme with meatballs and sauce. Mm? <laughs> so give me the meatballs and sauce and we'll be happy, of course. Or something along those lines. <laughs> I think, see, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we can yeah, replace yeah, yeah, happy yeah, wife, okay. happy life with give me the meatballs and I'll be yours. Or yeah, something yeah, yeah. You know, like if we can come up with rhyming meatballs <laughs> properly. Give me the meatballs uh, and it's always your calls. I don't know. My kid has just learned about rhymes and um, has started doing a thing where she goes um, like Stu Stu Farrell two times Charol 
And she puts two times in before. She just writes two times. She says two times mm. and then makes up, a word. makes up a word at the end. And I, it has now ruined my ability to find a rhyme. Meatballs, I, two times chores. No. Oh. Uh, what is it? Spaghetti and meatballs, two times cheat balls. Like no. that would be what she'd say. Oh, okay. Well, and it has completely ruined my ability, which previously was quite use was quite good mm. at finding a rhyme on the run. Although I'm no, you know, Eminem or anything, I won't make my claim to that. Um, Stuart. Oh my yes. Um, happy wife. Happy, happy wife, wife. Happy life. No, we're not ending on that. We should get it tattooed on us. You can, buddy. Happy pod. Something. <laughs> I was going to say what something. Pod rhyme. Nod. Happy pod two times chod. <laughs> I don't know. Stupid. What's in my phone? That? I thought you were going to say that. Was a thing of beauty. Thanks. <laughs> hey, uh, what's in my phone, Lauren Clark? What's in your phone, Stu? Well, totally forgot. Sorry. Uh, we've heard heaps of feedback as we spoke about on Friday, but um, just an email came in across the weekend. Mm-hmm. I think Sunday it might have popped in. And um, it's from Linda, who's our Black Rock um, Bureau, Bureau Chief. Chief. So hello yep. to you. Uh, next door to Anthony Hardy, is our Beau Morris Bureau Chief. Linda, how are you? She well, thank know. you. She can't tell me, can she? Well, I've answered for you. No, anyway, uh, Name checks Fat Club and good luck to everyone uh, on Fat Club. It's way in tomorrow morning. So um, looking forward to seeing how it's all going. And then, by the way, you might notice I'm a bit off my chops because uh, it's my first day of two. (laughs) Okay. I'm on 600 calories today. Can I just, for those, welcome for first time listeners. Can I just tell you, there is a thing where Stuart pretends that he is an organised fat club. What he basically does is talks as if people have, are part of it. He's never spoken to anybody about it. There are no listeners who... Oh, is that right? Uh, okay, Linda Pickering, sorry that Lauren just slaps down your involvement in Fat Club. <laughs> and sorry, Emily, who got in contact during the week as there well? Is no, there is no way in. What are you talking about way in? I'll be weighing in myself. Okay. Everyone does and their own way in. So you've been... You didn't do the two... What is it? Two and five? What is it? Five, five and two. two. Five and two. Start which is where you eat hardly anything for two days and then eat a bit more for five. Mm. Started uh, today. So, and you're hungry? Well, I'm always hungry at this time because you never feed say. me. Well, that's right. I have to – I'm, I'm doing you all a favour, buddy. Mm. It's part of your anyway, health regime. Uh, Linda, who's part of uh, the Stupid Small Fat Club, Black Rock Chapter, mm-hmm. uh, she says current membership is one plus dog. Oh, cool. And uh, she's been jogging along the uh, Black Rock and Sandingham Beach track. Sounds very nice. If you hear Victoria, nice. you know where that is. It yeah. does sound very nice. Anyway, she uh, ran, she has a bit of a poem that she found, or I'm not sure where it came from. And before we read the poem, can I say what do you mean she has one? Well, she, she, t- she just got a random what... poem sample extracted for you. No, no, isn't this a photo? It's a photo, but I don't know where the poem came from. Well, I think okay. What it looks like to me, because mm. I glanced at this email before, okay. is that somewhere on her run, she's, she's found, found a satchel that says something like poetry something, oh, satchel or right, something, right. and then in it was this, was this, okay, which is an extraordinary thing in and of itself. And we it, should post the photo if we remember. We will, and uh, <laughs> we're now doing poetry once a week. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how long this lasts. Well, it's uh, starting this week and here's the first poem. But before we actually ask the question, have I got a Fitbit? And uh, I don't have a Fitbit. Um, Would you like mine, Stu? <clears throat> I've got a Fitbit. Well. And I don't use it at the moment. Well, Linda says it's a corporate evil gadget, but it actually helps. 
and well, says, and signs off for saying Fat Club Power Salute. Oh, you guys have got a power Linda, salute now. BRBC. Um, would you like – David Sedaris talks about Fitbits, doesn't he, or did he not in he, his show? Not in his show, but he has spoken about them in the mm. past, yeah. Well, do you want to just give it a burl? Sure. Okay. Okay. I'll so, you. thank you. Uh, I welcome. will give that a burl. What is the poem? Okay. <clears throat> <coughs> is this <Yeah>. entirely necessary? <laughs> <coughs> the poem is dated 21st of 10th, 14. Okay. There's no title to it. Red Bluff, Hot Stuff. A dogged something. A dogged Cerberus. Still here for us. Our dog, no longer. Oh. Wipe the tear away. Would, uh, would crash the waves. Raves for a day on sand at bay. No coming home till the sun was done. Chase the gulls, rolls in fish. What a dish. Years passed, memories last. Our dog armpit. Circa 1970s. <laughs> Our dog armpit. Yeah. So there is this week's poetry So it's a uh, poem about their dog called armpit. armpit. Yeah. Who was he alive in the 70s. Played around, well, uh, name checks the Cerberus there, which is around the Black Rock and uh, Sandringham area. Oh, um, and the Bluff. Yeah, and just talks about rolling in the sand, rolling in dead fish and having a great time in the waves. So if you would like to contribute to our weekly poetry connection. Do you know what we should then do? What? Have you ever listened to the New Yorker um, fiction podcast? Uh, I think you know the answer to that. Really? I've recommended it to you. Good. I'm glad you listened to it. I don't like fiction. Neither, well, no, I do, but... Uh, I don't have time for fiction. Yes, I know the, I know the feeling. Completely understand. This <laughs> is really good because what it does... Mm. It's uh, the chick who's the um, literary editor of the New Yorker, whose name will come to me in a minute, mm-hmm. and she is Barbara Treisman, I think, and she gets on one writer who's written in for the New Yorker before, written a short story for the New Yorker, to read from the archives his or her favourite New Yorker short story, right? right? Or you know, favourite story by a Someone writer else. who's blah blah blah, right? Who's written for New Yorker. And so they read it and they set it up first and they say, and she says usually, is that what, like, why do you like this? Mm. Um, what do we need to know before you read it? Blah, blah, blah. And then they read it and then at the end they analyse it. And she says, what do you like about this and what do you think that meant and why was there? And with short stories, quite often, mm. there's a fair bit of work you've got to do to actually appreciate that. Because sometimes a short story, like one of those beautifully crafted like plots can just be bang, I could just hit you between the eyes and be brilliant. But sometimes it's like kind of poetry in the sense that you need a bit of, it requires a bit of the reader. Mm-hmm. And listening to two really smart people unpack it later, it's a good idea. Should we therefore oh. analyse well, the poetry? But we, we can't No, you just on. did. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just did it. Well, I sort of did, didn't Just I? like Barbara Treisman from the New York. Well, I should listen to that because <laughs> I decided today in my uh, morning walk mm. that I'm going to write a book. Really? Fiction. <laughs> Just the guy who hates fiction. Really? Yeah. What are you gonna write? Oh. Lauren, how do the listeners oh, find out where to submit uh, some poetry and other stuff? To complete. Like, where do they find us, Lauren? That's just, I've just blown no, my mind. Where do they find us? Uh, they find us at, uh, we're Stupidly Big, Jude. They find us at stupidlybig.com. Mm-hmm. They can find us at Stupidly Big on Facebook and on Twitter. They can find us at Stupidly Small on iTunes, but if you search Stupidly Big, you should get it anyway. Uh, on iTunes, we do 
uh, benefit from your reviews, particularly. It's amazing how much it helps. Ratings, but uh, reviews uh, are lovely, uh, particularly because also it means we get to hear we from get you. To read it. Um, and we, you can email us at uh, through. We well, can contact us through the website, basically. Can I tell you also mm. that the t-shirts, the li- the new batch of t-shirts arrived on Friday, so we are fully sized up. Wow. So we're going to fill those back orders, and if anyone's interested, just drop us a line at Big and Stupid at StupidBig.com. You can also um, send us mail if you want to. If you yeah, really want to post 1436, it. Fitzroy North, 3068. I know that off the top of my head because I've been writing it down on uh, postbacks and I hope everyone that uh, ordered t-shirts last week have received them by now, if not today. Hey, Stu. Yeah. Good work. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs>